Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I am your host, Jeff, and I'm pretty sure you've heard me a time or two on Grand Geek Gathering Network, on many a spot, and on any other shows you've had the pleasure of listening to. Today is June 17th, 2015. Let's start with introductions. Hi, this is Evan, and uh, this is my first time on Indie Comics. Well, welcome to have you here. Dan's Uh, here as well. And of course, Dan is here, and of course, he's contributed before, and it's always a pleasure to have you back, Dan. And I am Jeff. And without further ado, let us broaden your horizons now when visiting your local comic book shop with another dose of Selected Comics for the week of June 17th, 2015. So we're starting with AC Comics here? Yeah, we're going to start with uh, publisher AC Comics, a little less known, one of the more obscure um, publishers out there. But what I would recommend from them this week that's coming out is Fem Force number, well, as today, as a matter of fact, because today is New Comic Book Day, Fem Force number 171, written by Stephanie Heike and the art done by uh, Del Barras. All right, moving on to... Now, from Alterna Comics, we have Metaphase, which is written by Chip Reese, and art is done, art interior artwork done by Kelly Williams. From Aspen, we have the rebooted uh, Fathom Blue Number 1, written by Vince Hernandez, with interior artwork and pencils done by Claudio Avella. From Boom Entertainment, we have Fiction Number 1, which is first issue of a four-part miniseries. Written by Kurt Pyers and the artwork done by David Rubin. And for Dark Horse, we have the third installment of Archie versus Predator. <laughs> it's really an interesting. It's re, Archie really is going in weird and new directions. Isn't they it? really are putting him in weird directions nowadays. But the, if anything, the the reason why I would recommend this more than anything else are the the um, the uh, variant covers that they are giving of the Archie versus <laughs> Predator. There's some really interesting stuff. <laughs> They have one specifically where Archie and I believe Veronica are at the diner. They're trying to have a shake, and Predator's right next to him, and he has his uh, he has his shoulder cannon aimed like right at Archie's head. Nice, which is pretty funny. But All anyway, right. for Archie versus Predator number three, uh, it's written by Alex DeCampi, and the artwork is done by Rich Kozlowski. Now switching gears, going from stuff of what you'll find on your shelf today, let's go to our blast from the past, reviewing an oldie but goodie and who do you have for us this week we have lady death the reckoning which is a four issue comic miniseries that ran through january to march of 1994 wow with a one half with a one half issue that came out specifically in december that year on behalf of wizard magazine so officially while there are only three issues in the series there is a one half issue that was issued out by comics to be kind of like a filler in mm-hmm. issue wizard magazine still going on no they've been defunct since i believe 2001 wow but but um, Wizard Magazine was real strong back in that time. You're talking 1994, so early 90s. Oh, absolutely. I remember. They were, they were doing a lot of half issues for many independent comics back in the days, and Lady Death was among some of those that were the promos. Uh, Nintendo Power and Wizard Magazine. <laughs> exactly. Now, this particular title is significant because it, for one, it's for being the first title solely devoted to the iconic character of Lady Death, one of Brian Polito's finest creations of which we are going to be talking about in a little bit, and its greater contributions to the comic world. Now, this was published by Chaos Comic, though the character 
had been the property of various publications over the years. I mean, it went originally into Eternity Comics when she made her first appearance in the Evil Ernie comic. Mm -hmm. It's been part of Devil's Due. It's currently part of Boundless Comics now. She's been thrown throughout um, the years to various publications. I mean, she's also been in, uh, well, she's currently in Boundless Comics. She's been in Devil's Due, I believe. So she's really been in several different publishing companies out there, even though Chaos is what really made her big back in the 90s. Uh-huh. Though Lady Death made her debut in comics in the previous Evil Learning miniseries, her character was more thoroughly fleshed out in this four-issue miniseries that we're talking about here because in Evil Ernie, she was really kind of just like like an evil fantasy chick that Ernie just finds come to him out of nowhere to do his bidding and to help him realize his potential. I mean, she was there, but more of as a secondary character. So she started out as a vil- almost like a villain of the week. And exactly, then... exactly. I mean, well, she really started out as really, really evil to begin with. And while she still is very, very evil, you see a little bit more of a backstory about just where her story came from. You see her origin story, in other words, with this particular four-issue miniseries. Reminds me a bit of Wolverine, to be honest. Yes, although you can be quite honest, you know, her story uh, makes his seem like a walk in the park, a tea, a, a, tea, a, a Canadian tea party for how, <laughs> for how deadly this thing is. That's one way to describe it. Exactly, that's one way of describing it. But basically it details the origins of how a 15th century Scandinavian princess who was a daughter of an evil tyrant who ruled basically in the name of like a satanic cult eventually becomes the evil queen of the damned and eventually employs the use of Satan and the underlings and the minions of the underworld to do her bidding and eventually becomes one of the devil's pawns. This seems to be both uh, bad girl type comics yes. uh, at that time and also with the sort of hell spawn Ghost Rider spawn comics that came out in the early 90s yes, and, and Darkness even. And it's very interesting you mentioned about the bad girl image because the early to mid 90s was there were many things going on in comics but in independent comics one thing that was really getting hit right now was called the bad girl theme in which you had the real badass female type of character mm-hmm. usually very uber sexy looking I will add as a matter of fact but really could be a standalone character a very strong female character yet was very sexy and could stand on her own two feet and can actually deliver a real big can of Certainly something can that a of lot whooping. of people are asking for these days. It seems similar in a way. Yeah, you see, kind of, you kind of see a little revitalization. Maybe not nearly so profound as it was. I, could, I should say, like as it was in the '90s. But you see, you definitely see parallels to before. that. I mean, exactly. certainly it was a different time. We didn't have a well. I guess Ripley was like our fur- Furiosa of oh, that yes. time. Oh yeah, yeah. That that is very clear. And just like with them, Lady Death offered um, definitely an alternative to your typical, you know, cheesecake type females that you're finding in the pages of your comic books. Polito writing specifically brought life to this bad girl in the pages of the book but you also saw the artwork of Stephen Hughes. Stephen Hughes was pretty much the creative artwork genius behind the first real sketches behind Lady Death in addition to Polito himself because he did several sketches as well because that's where he got his start was in penciling. You see those images helped turn her into the iconic image that she now has become to the world of comics. And all you need to do is just look at your various images and just look at what she is. I mean, you got that long white mane of hair coming out of that head right there. You have milky white skin. You have a chest that's 
well, let's just call it like it is, ridiculous nowadays by our standards. And you have a wasp waist, and you have uh, you, you got leather, you got black leather going on. And there are bowling balls that are smaller than that. Oh, uh, pretty much, yes. If you wanted to look for a size that we're going here for, but <laughs> but but not just that. But look in the background, guys. We're looking at crusaders' shields in the background. You see cruciforms. So you're definitely seeing you. You definitely see the bad girl image, but you're also seeing a whole lot of just how just how kick-ass of a character she really is. If I was to pick an image from a comic that I was to describe, to say to my sister, who's 10 years younger than me, this is what the 90s comics were about, this might be the image I pick. That would probably be the the very symbolic picture you would find right there. That is the quintessential 90s right there for you right there. She would probably look at this and go, oh my God. <laughs> oh, well, I would probably give your sister maybe about maybe about four more years before you would show her an image like that, to be quite honest. I mean, not that there's... No, I mean, not that that there's anything really adult about that but you know let's be quite honest it quite that provocative. it's very provocative yeah definitely no matter how you cut it <laughs> and that's coming straight from Stephen Hughes's vision and from Polito who is exactly what we're going to be looking at right now in our creator spotlight of who dad so Brian Polito is a comic book personality he's a writer a creator as well as a penciler and publisher he's worked for various publications including Eternity Comics which is where Evil Ernie started and eventually and also where Lady Death started as well but he's also worked for Boundless and has current uh, work for them because uh, Lady Death once again graces pages of comics for Boundless. Make sure you guys look for those in your uh, local comic book store wherever you can. But he's also worked for Avatar Press. He's worked for Dark Horse. He's even worked for Chaos Comics, of which he was at one time the former president before that company folded in bankruptcy. He first developed interest in the horror genre through his childhood interest in the George Romero zombie movie Night of the Living Dead, which which makes just about sense because he was born in 1961. So if he saw that as a kid, he probably would have been about seven or eight. Uh, eight, I believe. Came yeah, out in 1969. Yeah, so he had been about eight years old. So I can see how that would be the perfect influence on a kid at that age toward eventually coming into a horror genre writing lifestyle later it's certainly on. certainly one of the first horror films with a strong female uh, character. In exactly. It. The main exactly. That's was. actually at the forefront of what's going on in the plot. So this is, uh, you can definitely see his influence there. Polito has been responsible for several character creations over the over his career in comics, including, of course, the iconic one that we've all looked at when we were just ogling a minute ago, Lady Death. But he's also responsible for Evil Ernie, who just had a recent reboot of a character with the six-issue miniseries written by Jesse Blaze Snyder mm -hmm. for Dynamite Comics a few years ago. But he's also responsible for creating Bur Purgatory, which was almost like a demon adversary of Lady Death, who's almost like, basically like a female Satan lookalike. It was also very provocatively sexy as well. If I had an image of her up here, I would show you. But as this, Go to the computer. Uh, Sir, we cannot find the image. It is too sexy. Damn it, computer, I need you to work. You've built it up so much, I, I just need to... Let <laughs> me find a better one. There we go. Oh, there's, Jesus. There's purgatory, yes. Oh, it's like a 50s mom that just became swamped with hell spawn and exactly. very revealing clothing. Exactly. You have a very bugzotic type figure and you see a lot of the hellish elements right there. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You can make that argument just as easy, but Purgatory is another one of his creations. And then you also have Belladonna. You have Belladonna who, I don't know if we have a picture of her immediately up here, but we... Belladonna, was she also a... Uh, psychic or a... I believe she was an ally and, well, once again, we see the very provocative sexy type image and everything. Almost no kind of kidding. a almost kind of a Red Sonia kind of uh, influence, you yeah, can almost say. Yeah, a lot of this is reminding me of like He-Man, 
uh, She-Ra. Oh, yes. Red Sonja. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, very high fantasy, but at the same time, also very uh, horror-based. And, you know, you just got to love it. Very sexy, very cheesecake. And the last one is War Angel. War Angel, yes. That's another one. And due to time constraints, we won't be able to look. Well, we won't be able to look at that one, but you're seeing you're seeing a pattern. Here, I, guys. I am definitely seeing a pattern. You are seeing some very strong female characters that are very kick ass and stand on their own two feet, but they also are very easy on the eyes as well. Now, quick question for you. Yes. Any of these characters show up in either the Darkness or the Crow? They seem like characters that would fit in that universe. Uh, I believe they've done. If I'm not mistaken, I think at least Lady death i believe did a crossover in darkness but i can't mm-hmm. i can't speak to that out of certainty and i know that they've had crossovers with other famous uh iconic iconic um female characters like vampirella for instance okay. I, know, I know she's had a few crossovers with uh, lady death in the past nothing was spawn there might be but i'd have to check because okay. it, and, and if they were they were most likely done back in the 90s when crossovers were just done rampant. all over the place and rampant during the 90s so mm-hmm. i would have to check but i would not be surprised if that was the case polito he's also done work on other numerous titles including ones for lady death which has spawned so many ongoing since that time he's also done evil ernie he's done lady demon he's done jade he's done bedlam he's also uh, worked on the undead so many others i mean he's even done a few marvel uh titles in the past as well i mean this guy is really he's he's really been around he kind of seems like a jack of all trades oh yeah and if anything you'll notice that ones that are in the indie, in the independent comics world they tend to really be almost like a renaissance man that they've done a little bit of this a little bit of that that they really have that experience behind them Mm-hmm. But he's also worked in the non-comics world as well. His non-comics writing career includes writing and publishing stories for the World Wrestling Entertainment. He's also written for Universal's The Mummy, the the rebooted um, Mummy um, trilogy. Oh, the one that came out in 1999? Yeah, yeah. He's done work for them. He's also done work for the, I believe, the Rob Zombie Halloween franchise. Okay. He's also done work for Megadeth, which doesn't <laughs> surprise me whatsoever that he's done stuff for Megadeth. I mean, all you have to do is look at his Evil Ernie comics to find the influence right there and the posse and of course he's worked for insane clown posse which i'm totally which totally tickles me to no to no end and he's even done um some writing for life and he's even done writing and producing he did the writing and producing for the story for adv's animated feature lady death the movie which was made in 2004 and it's and you would you guys would probably enjoy because it's in real anime type format oh definitely which is just gorgeous so if you've not seen it yet i would definitely recommend seeing it so it's about 10 years 11 10 years old so it's like and it's still pretty relevant nowadays so he was part of the writing and producing for that project he's worked on numerous films including a short horror film called there's something out there that available to watch on youtube or something? i believe you can find that on i believe i found it on youtube but it may have been taken down since hmm. I've seen it. Definitely search it out. He's also done one called The Graves, and one of his more recent things that he took on last year was known as Zack the Zombie Exterminator. In November 2012, he was recognized as an Inkwell Awards Ambassador, which is a pretty uh, a pretty swell award to win, to be regarded by within the comics book, comic book world. So, Jeff, where can someone who's just getting used to this guy or just hearing about him for the first time check out some of his stuff? I mean, obviously, local comic book store. Oh, yeah, go for a local comic book store and i tell you right now since i mean if especially if you're interested in this lady death character if we haven't pimped her out enough to you already check out your lady death character by going to boundless comics probably i believe the website is boundless.com if that's the url i mean they are really pressing forward with the they have 
um, several titles of her that are coming out right now that you guys would just be amazed by. And from there, you can eventually start to look into her past and look what, you know, he did back in the 90s because some of those are in trade paperbacks that you can find in collected editions that are very good. And Evil Ernie is just awesome. Like I said, if you're a fan of Megadeth or the Ramones, you will totally be a fan of uh, of Evil Ernie, especially with all the punk rock gore and killing and all that that he does as well. I mean, this guy is... He is the quintessential uh, horror horror fan-based writer right here for comics. It's just amazing. And that is pretty much what we have going on for this week. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings available on iTunes and Podbean.com. Rate and review us, please. And please send any comments or questions to thegrandgeekgathering at gmail.com. Stay updated and informed by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch TV. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Have a great week and GGG! G-G-G!